0: You're listening to Outside Radio. Welcome back to Ugly Girls Club thank you so much for listening on outside radio i am nico and i am so thankful for everyone who continues to ride this journey with me don't forget to follow us on instagram at outside radio underscore check out the rest of our content by tapping the link in bio this week i thought it would be cool to bring back an older podcast where i spoke to the talented sigelela quinana with schools opening in south africa i thought the rest of the conversation we had about uct and the economical gap would make sense for this time so i hope you Enjoyed this episode. So, you said you were part of the SRC. Which year were you part of the SRC? Um,
1: so, my term started in October of 2018, and my term ended November 2019, which was
0: last year. So, basically, you were part of the SRC committee that was in the thick of things um, when it came to gender-based violence yes. um, and the protests um, that were happening mm. in the university etc mm. mm. how, how was your experience you know taking your experience working in mm. communities and being aware of these issues you know how did it help you to to be a a more informed and better leader in a situation like that
1: um first and foremost i'd like to say that i don't think any experience can actually prepare someone for a role um within um the src or like student activism there's no amount of um, experiences because the experience on its own of being an SRC is one that's so unique because the, the the encounters that you have with students are so diverse in terms of the people you interact with come from all walks of life. So um, I think I was never prepared to um, be in a role. Um, of uh, one of which was the academic chair of um the undergraduate studies because the problems that each student came with um were just very very unique and you I, i had to find a way to almost separate myself um from the problem at the end of the day and not take it home because that's how personal some of the stories were and you realize that if you in your in your personal capacity and in your capacity as an SRC member fail the student, essentially you've you've not been you haven't in, you haven't been an enabler of the system, but because you know what the system does, if you as an SRC member fail to fulfill your duties to help the student from A to Z, you've essentially failed them because If they can't be in the university space and that was their last resort and they came to you chances are when they go to management they're not even going to hear them they're not going to hear their stories and that's how you as an src member are a link between the students and management because management only takes um the, the, the issues that the students come across seriously if an src member is actually on that case if an src member is is advocating for that student and you're known that is the only time that management will engage with you but other than that if you try to tackle any issues alone without the src you end up just becoming a student number and no one really like recognizes you because it's like oh my word there's five thousand other students on this campus so how are you so different? But as soon as the case comes with an SRC member, and you have to build the case, eh? you have to like, start from you know what happened, uh, leading fa- uh, causes. You have to come up with solutions yourself so that when you go to management, in that 10 minutes, you're able to solve the case of the student to them in terms of, listen, X, Y, and Z is the issue. I have a solution. All I need is for your permission, I need you to link this faculty department manager with this course um, convener and it, it has to be so solid because time is money, especially for them. They're so busy. So as an SRC member, it it's, it's, it's emotionally taxing, but I don't think there, there have been any other experiences that could have helped me um, and put me in a better position than the actual experience itself of being an SRC member and being in the arena. Um, yourself and just you know taking each case as it comes and just trying to improve and making sure that the student is the center of whatever it is that you're doing and to make sure that you make a difference in their lives and that they get the help that they need mm, that's
0: what so tense yeah. like it's just like 10 minutes yeah. that's and people will drag you in. you know what if a student isn't happy they'll
1: drag you on socials mind you you know your future employees I mean, your employers are, you know, could be on your social. I'm okay. um, yeah. lurking, like you know, if you're squandering money, or if you know you made an inappropriate remark towards a student or towards a group of students. Like students, even though they're the most vulnerable, but they can also be the most um, vicious perpetrators, especially of bullying and you know, like cyberbullying because of this whole i i would say maybe a twitter culture of if one relevant person on twitter says something and it makes sense in inverted commas and this one relevant person saying you know what um i'm i'm trying to trash talk x y and z people don't even need to know the the surrounding circumstances story person on black twitter it's like, yo, I guess I'm a girl that was mentioned. We don't even know the story. But if this person's saying you did it, then clearly you did it. You so did it's, it's very touchy, especially because it's your livelihood. You know, you, you need that paper so that you can get a job and, you know, like progress in life. So like being, being an SRC member, you are a, a bit of a prominent figure on campus. In a sense that well, however you deal with students, um, it could be a ripple effect in terms of affecting your other uh, other parts of your life. So you have to be very, very sensitive and mindful to to, to the issues of, of the students that you're
0: helping. And also you were also SSE during the time with the whole gender-based violence um, yeah. uprising that happened on campus mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. we Nene being brutally raped and murdered, um, mm. just going to the post office, minding her own business. Mm. How did you how did you guys manage to handle that whole situation? And I mean as the SRC, you are considered like leaders of mm. the movement. How how did you guys manage that and pioneer the the whole the whole movement?
1: Um, Nicole, can I also just um, start by saying that I think the whole gender-based violent movement was bigger than um, the SRC. Number one, it was bigger than um, white supremacist um, institutions. I think it was it was something that it affected women, and not even your small SRC could 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 be a mouthpiece to to cover the the broad spectrum of the gender based violence pandemic in this country because for me it's such a multifaceted um uh issue it's it's topical in the sense that it's also got to do with um uh our police service uh workers it's got to do with um other civil servants as well that um are working under um under our uh, government, in terms of safety. um, And also, more so, it's got to do with governmental departments. So, because post office is run by government, the person who was even employing um, Oyinene failed to do um, a police clearance, uh, like, background check. So, for us, it's like, it's the system, number one. But number two the men i mean the, the perpetrators are men and the men are the ones who employ these perpetrators and it's like if we can't even get accountability from that post office manager it it, it just becomes like uh, it, it echoes the type of responsibility that that our government lacks or maybe
0: lack they are
1: lack they are because even till today we've never really heard back from um the post office manager number one we've never really heard back from uh the governmental department that post office is under yes you know we heard from Becky He did come to the funeral but in terms of like solutions from the police minister himself um We never really heard anything up until it was now um, the pandemic, and we heard from um, Cyril that they were going to increase the number of uh, courts that hear gender-based violence um, uh, cases Cases. and... Um he said there were just going to be designated court cases, uh, court sorry that are going to be listening to to, to gender-based violence um, cases. and he spoke about the increased number of sentencing for perpetrators of sexual assault and gender-based violence. But it was only now and he he mentioned it once. I think he mentioned it under level three. Um, and then there was kind of like nothing again that was ever said by serial or ubegi so even even with myself i can i can only lament and numb cry as someone who is in the body of the victim but um which which is which is the fee, the female body but i can when it comes to this topic i i just am so lost for words because we also want solutions from from people that we've entrusted to protect us, but if they don't come up with solutions and there's no sense of urgency for them, you just worry about your safety every single day.
0: Yeah. But, but what would you say was mm-hmm. at the moment um, the the mandate for the SRC during that mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. Because
1: basically, mm-hmm.
0: uh, what had happened, you know, was like sparked a ripple effect, you know, mm-hmm. um, because. Gender based violence Is something like you said That affects like every woman In every walk of Mm -hmm. life In this country Specifically black women So Mm -hmm. as young people You know During that time Like upset, angry Like what the fuck Mm
1: -hmm. You know
0: um, At that moment For you guys Because I know sometimes You know that knee jerk reaction That sense Mm -hmm. of like um, We can do it You know um -hmm. what was the 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 main mandates that you guys felt that you read as the as the the school as the leaders of the school what was your
1: this topic was uncomfortable and it was uncomfortable even At the time of my SRC term, when we were trying to caucus as an SRC, because you need to understand that SRC is not only made up of um, females, there's also males. And in the way that we were trying to proceed forward as an SRC, you could tell that there were differing opinions because even these males that we were working with were also not safe. Do you know what I mean? So, and and, and we we can. Yeah, you know, we we couldn't exclude them in our fears of being unsafe, and it, it it caused such a a rift between us because obviously the issues that we face as women, we're angry at all men. We're not selective, and we're not saying that all men are guilty, but we're angry at all men because some of majority of men are guilty just by sex by being silent about yes. um, issues, by encouraging their friends on Facebook or encouraging their friends in the rape culture, all under the name of bro code, you know. So mm. I think that our biggest mandate at the time was for us campus security because I don't know if you know um, how, the way that UCT is situated is that there's no, um, like, fencing, Around the institution, it's basically open to the public, to anyone who wants to use the access. Uh, who, sorry, to anyone who wants to access um, the premises. So for us, it was very much of a, a, a campus safety thing. And to date, um, our new VC has uh, fenced around UCT, starting from the main. Um, Uh, the main highway at the bottom, almost when you're coming from Claremont, transitioning into the highway going to town. Um, So that was number one. Number two, we had asked for more presence of CPS. And to date, um, our new VC had put uh, a new new campus patrol cars on campus, um, increased number of um, cars, and increased number of bodies visible um, for CPS on campus. Um, there were more... So there's, like, kind of these panic panic stations where... Yeah, if you yeah, like panic buttons, buttons, yeah. The panic button. So there was increased, uh, like, sort of panic stations across campus, starting from the razors going up onto the main campus. Um, there was also increased number of boom gates um because some of the boom gates were just there they were just sitting and um after the whole um incident that happened with um and you know the tragedy of her losing her life even though it wasn't on campus but it just signaled an overall concern of safety in cape town so there was um they they got those boom gates to be working um there was just more security in terms of having to show your student card when you enter campus from um, the, the the bus drop-off uh, zones from when you are picked up, you go into res, to when you're on campus, there was random campus ID checks. But, you know, because um, what happened to Unena wasn't on campus and there was no way of... Of a normal person telling that that person who had helped her was um a past um criminal and had a criminal um, murderer. Yeah. murderer actually because it then unfolded that uh he had assaulted his wife his wife was in a psychiatric ward because of him he had also had past offences of 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 murder and all sorts of horrible things that you know came up as they were speaking about like, Loluya and puertatha. So because it never happened on campus to date, because I'm not in the SRC, I don't know what their policies are now about the hiring of workers on campus. And when I say workers, I speak of specifically lecturers, but the people who are then designated to take care of us. So from your jammy bus driver to your CPS, I don't know to date what they have done about those policies because that was one thing for us that we were very um, uh, concerned about was what is the process of hiring? Are you guys hiring X? Um, mm-hmm. uh, like what's the vetting like, process? Like what, yeah. what you guys because it could, if it could happen at the post office and that's just, that was a small branch. I mean, an institution like UCT that has over 2,000 um, employees who work on the ground, what then is the policy? But I think because there was a new SRC that took over, we did um, give over a document that did state some of our concerns in terms of um, um, tightening up campus security after the result of um, Oynene uh, losing her life to the hands of uh, of a predator. Oh, that was such
0: a, like, a tense time because I remember mm. I was in um, P.E., I was a mm-hmm. PE and my cousin like my young cousin is also at UCT and she was like super close friends with we nene and I remember mm-hmm. it was a time it was they were like taking up flyers mm-hmm. having like prayers mm-hmm. like all the way in PE like mm-hmm. kids at youth were also coming out to pray you know um, just trying to give out like positive energy So that she comes back, you know, and like she's found and she comes back. It was such a tense time, and I was, I I don't lie, like I would, I was, I was really concerned about how the varsity would take this going forward, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would the response be? Because usually, because I mean, even though um there's a there's a black um female um chancellors vice chancellors Mm -hmm. um a lot of the strings behind aren't black aren't that a lot of aren't black Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i was like so stressed like maybe she would be um heavily invested in making sure something would happen You know what? Till today, I'm still a little bit
1: disappointed. Yes, you know, the vice chancellor went to the funeral. But, you know, when when something like that with such a great magnitude um, happens, it's about more than just showing face. Um, It's about more than just, you know, showing showing up at someone's funeral um, or showing up at a night vigil and... It, it 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 needs a, a a I wouldn't say I think it would be a top-down approach in terms of from the highest executive, what do they say about it?
0: Yeah.
1: As a collective, have you guys met as the top, 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 top people of the university, the council? What what is your guys' um collective sentiment on 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 this issue? Because there were very they were very quiet, and you know what? What what the university did, and it was it was generous, you know, giving students um, some time off because everyone was pretty, you know, shaken up about it because it turned, it it went from just she, you know, she was missing, she hadn't been seen for a day or two, and okay, now we're looking for her. Okay, like now it's was getting intense because. Some reports that you know there, were, there was a body found that was dug up and it, it all just went from you no know, she's just missing for a day but I'm sure we'll find her
0: mm-hmm. to,
1: to a murder, rape and you know the way in which she also she, she was killed that was also just like a, oh my word like I didn't even know this happened in our country everyone on campus even even the males were even shaken. But, you know, and I guess safety is not um, just confined to, to, to you know, to, to just females. I mean, men are also allowed to feel unsafe by virtue of them being human beings. But it was more, it was more than just a safety thing. It was safety for women because all the attacks were happening to the female gender to actually not even to the female gender, even the queer community, they've mm. also had violent acts being being done to them and it's it's just it's it's heartbreaking because you know you leave the house happy with who you are, happy with your identity, but you step out and they you you get killed just because the other gender is unhappy about your identity, something that you can't change. And it's you never know if you're gonna come back safe or not because you never know who you're gonna deal with and you just never know the person that you're dealing with their psyche on the day, how yeah. they feel and it's not up to you to smile that but that's just the fear that you live you live with because that's how endangered your species is you just you never know
0: mm, every day and it's also um with like you saying um, putting more. Boom gates, panic buttons, and all of that yeah. stuff. But like you say, like we really don't know who and how safety is such a, mm. a facade, really. Mm. If you think about mm. it. But mm. yes, I feel like we could go on forever about <laughs> this. Because um, yeah, um, do you have any like closing remarks before um, mm. I say goodbye to?
1: I, I I have just a few a few things that I you know I always think about these things when I go to to bed at night and I'm always thinking of you know how best I can be a problem solver to some of the issues in our country and I I think being a person who's always critically a way of things around you and you know the social ills and things that could be better helps you um as a person in terms of trying to better your entrepreneurship skills because essentially that's what being an entrepreneur is about it's about finding gaps in our communities and you know trying to come up with solutions and trying to better the lives of people that um that we live with in and around our communities so one of the things that is such a concern for me is you know government involvement in the empowering empowering sorry of our previously disadvantaged universities in um provinces like the eastern cape so when i say that i i think of universities like forte universities like lovedale universities like wusu um that have just honestly been forgotten in this squandering of money of our you know our government and our um national party you know and other political parties in our in our country, I just think of how how education has been forgotten, but education is the tool that it will ultimately empower our country and advance our country from being a developed world to being you know a first world one day because I think South Africa and in the in the vast spectrum even Africa is such a rich continent um, it, it's rich with resources it's rich with black people are so smart and we were better off before colonial time when you think and you read literature of how Black people were surviving, you know, through subsistence farming, and how some of the social ills were never here until you know we were colonized, and you just think of, you know, how we we have forgotten stuff, like basic stuff, like you know, empowering. Um, our previously disadvantaged universities, because that is where our our problem solvers, our world leaders are, and we've just forgotten about them. And I think about how all the top academics and le- lecturers have gone off to your UCTs and your Vits, and you're not helping if you're a top academic and you're going to a top university. University, because where the real work needs to be done is, you know, universities like U- Unizulu, Uni Venda. Um, WUSU, universities that were so rich in resources once upon a time um, even pre-apartheid these were the universities that our leaders Abu Mandela Oliver Tambo came from and we have just forgotten them and now that you know our government took over post-apartheid the people who went to these universities that are now in government have just kind of abandoned these universities and there's so much resource and so much history and so much potential and i think it's really up to government and um, the higher education to kind of collaborate and try to think of creative ways of incentivizing top lecturers top top academics top executives to come back uh, and plow back to the universities that you know our once great leaders went to so that to build the nation, we're not just starting at the top, but you're building from the bottom, and you're thinking of a long term vision in terms of the types of um academics and the types of uh, civil servants and the types of professionals that we're going to allow into our economic system to to develop and to 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 make our economic system better and yeah, I just think you know what the the, the, the question of government intervention and what more can government do? To, to boost morale of our previously disadvantaged universities is something that is not discussed enough because there are so many people with such creative ideas in terms of what government can do, how government can incentivize. But it's just conversations that just, Never really and go for yeah. and when you think of the number of strikes, hey guys, Ziagoa is universities Iwusu and if I when I come back home and I hear friends who are like you oh, I were to show me and I don't really go to school. the lecturers are always um absent yeah protest we never have we never yes,
0: have like there's there. no real amenities it's, and I think, oh,
1: my word, guys, what do you mean you haven't been to school in two weeks? Or what do you mean I went to it test El Or I haven't written since last June. And you think these are people that came from high school, such great potential, such great minds, people who want to make it forward. But they can't because the systems that, that are in place at the universities, they are so run down executives don't care lecturers are underpaid so they don't even care
0: Mm.
1: and it's just showing up just to get that salary at the end of the at the end of the month but they're not really heavily invested in 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 developing my future the future of south africa we don't have many people who care enough to 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 stay in in these universities to build from scratch because everyone just goes to your UCTs, your roads and your vets and once we graduate from those universities we want to go back and be employed there. We never think of coming back
0: to, to
1: our previously oh, well
0: Yes. And that's mm-hmm. really like it's so true. Like um I was saying for one of our posts, um, with what is happening in Nigeria, with um mm-hmm. the, the cops killing the youth for just you know zero parent reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean this is like something that happens across nations like mm-hmm. Nigeria um, but just the post and the one thing that I, I I just said was like with no youth there's no nation like so with, if we no not, youth,
1: there is no nation
0: yeah if we are not developing young people like mm-hmm. when the, the 10 years time where is the country going to be you know what I'm saying
1: so and as a result, well the youth have, has, has also just become apathetic because they're just like, um, our country is are, to the man. dog.
0: Hmm.
1: All, you know, these old veterans and whatever, they think just because, you know, they they fought, and great, they fought, you know, for our freedom, but that doesn't mean you went to school and have the necessary skill set to run a country to run a whole entire economy. And because the youth, we, we just see that, you know what, these veterans are just here. Yeah, everyone's about to about the empowering of their own family because mm. so once we do that, then it, it just increases the apathy amongst the youth. And now we have to beg people to vote, mm. we have to beg people to care because no one actually cares anymore. People want to yeah, leave. So like, why
0: would I even like care? It's like brain drain as well. Yeah, why, like, brain drain. why am I going to stay in South Africa when like I could. Mm. Go somewhere else And I mean, and also this is like um, From us speaking from a place of privilege Mm. A lot of people Who are in like um, Black, mainly black universities Mm -hmm. Aren't in that Space of privilege, you know Mm -hmm. Um, They have no choice But to be in those Mm. Universities (laughs) Just imagine if it the, Mm. The right thing was being done there Like how much More like people would be further mm. across the board, mm. you know. We wouldn't be talking about gaps here, like classes, classes and yeah. gaps. There would be no because would all be working.
1: Right exactly. If you
0: come
1: from you come from a good university, the assumption is that you're going to stay in the system because the system is going to be conducive. The system is going to is going to be conducive for black lives from the poorest to the richest so essentially we're all going to go into the working system and we're going to contribute but because of the inefficiencies you know in, in administrative um, aspects of how universities are and especially you know the the previously disadvantaged universities it's not a guarantee that once on and even once you've left the system your degree doesn't hold that much weight in terms of what your employer recognises in terms of the value of your degree. Yes. Because yes. they know how run down with the universities that you come from um, are, oper- are operating and are, and are non-functional, essentially. It's
0: tough being a black man,
1: man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, you think with your, with your um, degree, they're going to want to take you at Allen grade. That time they have the VITS Um, you know cabal in their corner they've got the UCT cabal they've got the Jewish society cabal they've got all these white supremacist um, factions on their side and you think as a forte person you're gonna have a chance whereas it's tough out here it's tough out here and the people that we the people that we're in a place of privilege and power we need to use our voices in terms of creating agency even for the forgotten university yes. our conversations do yes. not end at roads and Vets and up and uj or whatever they have to also go to our technicons because essentially people in technicons also want to be employed and they matter too whether it's a diploma or a degree or a higher certificate and that's just how we we as as a privileged group of university students need to get the conversations going to capture corporate attention and to say listen we we are tired of you guys discriminating against you know our previously disadvantaged universities all universities matter all degrees matter all diplomas matter and just because government is turning a blind eye to uplifting our, our previously disadvantaged universities doesn't mean that you as corporates have to continue to do the do same the
0: same
1: thing yeah And don't don't class where um comes from
0: Mm, everyone everyone
1: has has equal potential everyone has equal potential and, and it starts there and those are the conversations that corporates and brands need to start hearing that you know um that are also going to involve these students from from uni Benda and uni zulu and to see the level of intellect as well because people assume when you go to a previously you know disadvantaged university I, 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 intellect i find as e comma uct because uct is international and we need to dismantle those sorts of of ideologies In just are yes. well, all africans um, stop trying to benchmark universities according to European standards. Let's benchmark each other according to our Africanism, our African standards in terms of the universities that are in our continent and and ensure that all university
0: um, all univers- u- sorry universities matter. Yes, that's yeah. that's so true. that's so true. Um, thank you so much Siggy. I think that's thank you for sharing your experiences with us i've learned so much i've enjoyed the conversation girl
1: okay, girl you've taught me a lot thank you <laughs> sure
0: <laughs> thank you because
1: um, hey, i always used to think you know this podcast thing it's for you know the coolest people under the sun you know the most talkative and sometimes i have days where i'm just like i feel creative and i don't feel creative creative but that does not mean I'm not a creative and I can't rely on the days where I don't feel creative to you know make me who I am and because you've actually shown me like now I have proximity to someone who's doing something great like you know having their own um podcast and you are really uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to see that it's not a far-fetched goal it's actually really 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 possible and it's that's nuts. what I love about us black queens we're we're always trying to be innovative and in us being innovative we must ensure that no one gets left behind and that we keep Nobody. showing each other that say you know she, what it is
0: like,
1: masan, masan, yeah. like TV,
0: I can't yes mm-hmm. as long as you just start you know mm-hmm. when I started mm-hmm. terrible but I mean, I started And then you worked from there started. you, know? you started that's all, that's all that mm-hmm. counts um, Where can mm-hmm. people find you And um, Okay my guys as well? um, People can find me
1: On Instagram um, My handle is Siki underscore Queen I'm not really big on social So Instagram is the one place you'll find me Uh, My email as well is sikikwinana at yahoo.co.za. And to just spell that out, it's S-I-K-I, no space, K-W-I-N-A-N-A at yahoo.co.za. And then you can find Amakawa on Instagram and on Facebook. Book, I think, yeah, but definitely on Instagram, Amakawegazi. Uh the spelling is A-M-A-Q-H-A-W-E-K-A-Z-I. And I hope I spelled that correctly. So Amakawekazi is my Instagram. Um, and just to name drop a couple of founders that maybe people might know: Sia Quinana, Sia Ashe, um Wonga, Butle. Yeah, I think j- Just to name a few names there, um, If people can't find If people can't find The handle of Amat Cool.
0: Yes, I'll also um, in the description Like add um, All the different links To yeah. the different Insta pages And um, your contact details As well, if people want to get in touch If people want to help with like What's happening In mm-hmm. the Eastern Cape specifically Because Um, that's where um, they mainly work, Um, please do reach out to them, you can even reach out to me, I can like, you know, um, be the person who connects you with Sigi or any of other ladies at Amakaragazi, what they're doing there, it's really amazing what Sik is doing as well on her own personal capacity, it's also really amazing so let's get involved you
1: know, let's- Yeah, let's not sit and, and, and just watch our country wither away
0: yes, yes let's you know, do
1: something and you, you know, you start small um, all good deeds, you start small you don't think of, you know, trying to build Rome in one day it's Literally just small acts of kindness in your personal capacity that will honestly go a very, very long way.
0: Catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, IONU FM. I just found out, like I said, we are on Google Podcasts. Don't ask me how we got there, but we're there. Um, So we're everywhere. Um, We're also on Instagram, Outside Radio Underscore. You can also catch us on SoundCloud. Um, outside radio. Um, Thank you so much to everyone. Until next time, goodbye.